today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. Is there an area of your life that you are blind to? Maybe there's a certain sin. Maybe there's a, a certain situation going on that you know that it's not honoring to God and so you keep ignoring it and you're blind to it or you think you're blind to it. Maybe you just haven't seen Jesus at all and who he is. All you see Jesus is is a bunch of religious nuts out there saying, Jesus, 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 but you haven't actually seen the Messiah and who he is. Is there a sin in your life you've been blinded to? The man in our text today was physically blind, but Pastor Eric wants us to realize the seriousness of being spiritually blind. Sometimes we don't even know that we're blind and we need our eyes opened. If we are hard of heart, Jesus can heal us of this. Are you willing to be changed? Well, let's join Pastor Eric in the book of John chapter 9 with today's edition of Grace to the Hearers. So here we see that Jesus had removed himself from the temple and him and his disciples are walking and here is a blind man. And the disciples point out to Jesus this blind man and they said, Hey Jesus, this man's blind from birth. Who sinned, him or his parents? And so then Jesus then takes a break from whatever they were going to do, and he addresses the issue. He says that no one sinned, neither him nor his parents, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. What a stupid question, right? Who sinned, him or the parents? But unfortunately, you guys, uh, is that that's a question that's even asked today. As somebody comes across somebody who is disabled, their first question is, is, well, somebody sins. God is punishing that person. Well, let me tell you right now, I reject that thinking right now. God does not roll that way. That's not his character. It goes against his character. See, God does not have different punishments for sin. Every sin produces the same spiritual consequence. Every sin, okay, which is death, total separation from God. But sin does not always produce the same physical consequences. I want to make the point that we can understand when when we are living our lives, understand that God doesn't have different punishment for sin. For the Bible says for the wages of sin is death, okay? But the result of that sin can bring different physical consequences, okay? For example, right, uh, if you're a drunkard or doing drugs while you're pregnant, there could be a physical consequence upon your child. There could be. But please note again, God is not punish. He does not punish sin by giving disabilities because the punishment for sin is the wages of death, uh, And so when a child is born with a disability, and to say that God is getting back at that person because of their sin, I reject that. Because that is not right. Again, I reject that because of what Jesus said here in the text. He said, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but the works of God should be revealed in him. Jesus is saying this man's blindness is not because of sin, but he is blind so that the works of God should be revealed in him. Meaning what? That God has a purpose for everything, even those with disabilities. I mean, look at this. In Proverbs 16.4, it says, The Lord has made all for himself, yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. 
those who are writing the proverb has said, the Lord has made all for himself. Okay? Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Here's the deal, you guys. The Lord has made all for himself. He has made all for himself. And there is a purpose for everything under heaven. Meaning that God has a plan and a purpose for all. All of you and me. For all mankind, God has a purpose for. Jeremiah says this in 29.11. He says, For I know, this is God speaking through the prophet, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Speaking to the children of Israel, but it's such a verse that brings such comfort to know that there's a God in heaven who has these thoughts even to you and me. Because the Bible says that God is the same yesterday as he is today and that he will be tomorrow. God doesn't change. So if his thoughts towards Israel were thoughts of peace and, and not of evil and to give them a future and a hope, what is that for you and I? The same, right? Again, looking at a person who is born with a a disability, not a defect. Let me say that, not a defect, because God doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't make mistakes. And consequence for sin or not, a physical consequence for sin or not, God wants his works to be revealed in that person. In fact, when you become a child of God, How do I become a child of God? By believing in his name, right? Whose name? Jesus. So when you become a child of God, (laughs) right, you become this child of the king of heaven, God has works for you that he wants to be revealed. Amazing, because it backs this up in his word as the Holy Spirit was speaking to Paul in Ephesians, the church in Ephesus. He says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, he says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So not only does God have a plan for this man who was blind, but he has a plan for everyone. He has a plan for everyone. And especially for those who are created in Christ Jesus, he has a special work for you. A special work for you. To know this morning that when you woke up, God has a special work for you to walk through today. I don't know what it is. But if you're sensitive to his Holy Spirit that indwells you, oh, I'm positive that it will be revealed to you. And then you can walk through it, and the glory of God will be revealed in that good work that he's prepared for you. Amazing. So Jesus then responds to the question from his disciples, right? He says, this man has blindness so that the works of God should be revealed in him. Jesus then tells his disciples, I must work the works of God who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Again, Jesus is proclaiming he is about his father's business and that he is the light of the world and he must continue sharing about the kingdom of God with others. Basically, he's saying, speaking of works, I must do the works of God while I'm still here because I am the light of the world. What a great word for believers today. Jesus said, in fact, In Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world. A city 
is set on the hill cannot be hidden. Speaking to the disciples, those who were listening to him that day, as he said that, he says, you are the light of the world. Therefore, light, as long as you are in this world, follow Jesus in his saying, I must work the works of God who sent me. Now, I speak that to those who have already begun the relationship with Jesus, who has that relationship with Christ. For those who haven't begun that yet, God is crying out to you, hey, listen, I am the light of the world. And once you realize that within your hearts and in your souls that I've come to set you free, then I'm going to install my light into you. There's going to be an installation, and you now are going to be lit up that you can do the works of the Father in heaven. And let me tell you, the works of the Father in heaven is a blessing to be a part of. I mean, there's nothing like it to be used by God. I mean, once you're used by God, you want more of it. You're like, this is radical. This is awesome. To say that being a Christian is boring and all all you do is sit on your thumbs and read your Bible, man, (laughs) let me tell you, there's more to a Christian life than that. I'm telling you, man, the works of God is amazing. And that he wants to work those works through you so that he is revealed. You have been sent by Jesus Christ, believer, into this world. It's the Great Commission. If you don't understand what I'm saying by the Great Commission, I challenge you this week to read Matthew 28. Read Matthew 28 and you will see that you are sent. If and when you understand that you are sent, then do the works of God. Remember, these are the works that he has already prepared for you to do. It's not like you have to figure out, okay, what are the works of God today? I'm hitting the chalkboard, you know, you're writing them down. No, God is already taking care of that. He's just asking you to step out in faith each day and listen to the guidance of his spirit as he directs you and leads you because he is the great helper. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is the helper that was sent to those who believe in Jesus to guide them, to be a light, to walk in the works of God. And I praise God for that because I don't always get it. And I'm, I have to be told I need help. And so God is so good because he knows that I need help. And I'm sure that you need help as well in that area. Well, back to our text, you guys. As Jesus was saying this to the disciples, he goes down and he, he spits on the ground and he gets the, 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 the clay and he anoints the eyes of the blind man. Now, if you were the blind man, this is pretty radical, right? Because you're hearing the conversation with the disciples and he's like, man, I, I didn't do anything to become blind. You know, I, you know just put yourself in the, this guy's shoes. The disciples are saying, who sinned, this man? Hello, I'm standing right here, you know. You know, I can hear you. I can't see you, but I can hear. And so Jesus is speaking to him. He's teaching the disciples, and he's anointing this guy. He's a multitasker, right? (laughs) Praise God for that. Jesus then anoints him, and he tells the man to go wash in the pool of Siloam. Now he spits, man, good old-fashioned spit. And I was thinking about this, and I'm like, if I spit, you know, (laughs) I mean, that's a lot of spit. (laughs) Don't you think? To anoint two eyes with clay? I mean, mean, this is like full-on spit, man. So Christ is spitting and and making this clay. Just a side note, just an observation. (laughs) Good thing the guy couldn't see, right? (laughs) I mean, right? 
all he knows is that he had a bottle of water or something and put <laughs> Maybe he heard him spit. I don't know. It's the cool thing about God's word. So Jesus tells the blind man, go and wash. And so the guy did. He went and washed. And he came back and he could see. This man was blind, you guys. Think about this. And he can't see. And in order for change, he was asked to trust Jesus. In order to change his physical state of life, it took a heart of trust and faith. Now, please note that this man did not know Jesus. In fact, that this man, according to the word, did not even call out to Jesus. And the amazing thing about this man is that he was open to change. He was open to change, uh, and he was willing to be changed by faith. So the question then was asked to me that I get to pass on to you. Are you like this man? Are you like this man? Is there an area of your life that you are blind to? Maybe there's a certain sin. Maybe there's a, a certain situation going on that you know that it's not honoring to God, and so you keep ignoring it, and you're blind to it, or you think you're blind to it. Maybe you just haven't seen Jesus at all and who he is. All you see Jesus is is a bunch of religious nuts out there saying, Jesus, 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 but you haven't actually seen the Messiah and who he is, one who loves you and cares about you. Blindness is often related into the Bible as not seeing the truth. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 13, verse 15. He says, for the hearts of this people have grown dull. The ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. Huh. Let me tell you that God is a God of miracles yet today, and that there's miracles that are taking place daily before us in in the lives of everybody, believers and non-believers, okay? His miraculous hand is at work. But yet there are people who deny it because they are blind and cannot see. If there's an area in your heart that has grown dull, and your ears are hard of hearing, and your eyes have closed because you cannot see, man, today, this morning, Jesus is saying, I can heal you. I can heal you of that. Oftentimes we refer to Jesus as the great physician, the great healer. And we often call upon that physically, you know, when we're in physical ailments, you know. And Jesus does come through in those times. He heals us physically. He heals us physically so that his glory can be recognized to all man. And so that he can be glorified so that ultimately, the goal is ultimately to heal the heart of man. So that they can be with him for eternity. Turning and going takes faith. Turning, repenting, whatever you want to say, takes faith and it takes trust. You might not know Jesus all that well, but he knows you and he wants to help you. Just like this man didn't know Jesus all that well, but yet Jesus wanted to help him. What do you mean that Jesus knows me? Well, Isaiah 44 verse 2 says this, Thus says the Lord who made you and formed you, from the womb, who will help you. God knows you from the womb. That's pretty amazing. And here's a God in heaven who is saying, I know you, and I want to help you. 
I want to help you. If you're struggling, which, by the way, we all struggle at some point, okay? You're not, you're not uh, once you profess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're not exempt from struggling. We all struggle. I struggle. You struggle, okay? But Jesus is saying in those times of struggle, whatever it may be, whatever you are just struggling with, and this man was struggling with blindness, I'm sure that he came to the point of accepting it, but don't you think that there was times where he got frustrated and says, I just want to see everybody else around me, my family members. And at this point, I'm sure that he was even outside of the environment of the culture and the community because there was something wrong with him. Don't you think that he wanted to be like everybody else? I'm sure he did. He is struggling with this blindness, but yet Jesus says, I can help you. And Jesus is saying that to us this morning. I can help you. I formed you in the womb. I know what you're struggling with. Even if the people at church don't know what you're struggling with, and if they can't help you, I can help you. And folks, we need to turn to the one who can help you. As much as I want to help you, I cannot help you with your internal struggles. Only Christ can. Therefore, we must go to Him to allow Him. We must have that faith and trust to allow Him. Because here's the thing is that if you don't allow Him, He's not going to force Himself upon you. The call for trust and faith is being made this morning. Are you willing to be changed? Are you willing to be changed? Then call out and trust. If so, head to the water, just like this man did. Jesus said, go to the water. And oftentimes the Bible refers uh, and points to water to the Holy Spirit of God. And so Jesus said to the Samaritan woman, he said, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. He was speaking of physical water at the well. He continues in John 4, 14, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. If you want to go from your blindness this morning, then go to the water, the living water. He will change you. The Lord will change you by the water of the Holy Spirit. You will be changed according to God's word. Now, continuing on in verses 8 through 38, we'll see the man now has changed. <sighs> Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is this not he who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. And he said, I am he. Verse 10. Therefore they said to him, How were your eyes opened? And he answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Shiloh and wash. So I went and washed, and I received sight. Verse 12, they, Then they said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. Verse 13, They brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Uh-oh. Verse 15, then the Pharisees also asked him again how he had received his sight. And he said to him, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see. 
Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, This man is not of God or from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was division among them. They said to the blind man again, What do you say about him? Because he opened your eyes? And he said, He is a prophet. Verse 18. But the Jews did not believe concerning him, that he had been blind and received his sight, until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age, ask him. He will speak for himself. Verse 22 says, His parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed that he was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. I pause there because it hurts my heart because if there's church leaders today that are saying deny Christ or get out of church, it breaks my heart. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask him. So they again called the man who was blind and said to him, give God the glory. We know that this man is a sinner. And he answered and said, Whether he's a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that I was blind, now I see. Then they said to him again, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Ouch. Then they reveled at him and said, You are his disciples, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we do not know where he is from. The man answered and said to them, Why, this is a marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from, yet he has opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. Verse 33, if this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered and said to him, you were completely born in sins, and are you teaching us? And they cast him out. Oh man, the blind man can see, and his neighbors question. They're like, Is this the guy that was blind and begged? I mean, he's our neighbor. Is this the one? Are you sure? And some said, oh yeah, that's him. Some said, no, that can't be him. He looks a little different. Well, he's different because he can see, you know? And so therefore, they they take him and they ask him the story. And he says, hey, this guy named Jesus... Uh, I've never really heard of him before. He, he anointed me. He told me to go wash, and I washed, and I can see. And they're like, where's he at? And he says, I don't know. I don't know where he's at. Well, let's do the next best thing then. Let's take him to the church leadership then. And we'll, uh, we'll ask them. We hope the words Pastor Eric shared have encouraged you to learn even more about our Savior and seek his love and hope for your own life. Jesus has the power to change every person's life, wiping sin away and giving back a full life of love and grace. If you'd like to know more about Jesus and how you can have a personal relationship with Him, 
We'd love to tell you more. Please give us a call at 520-723-7047. That number again is 520-723-7047. We have much to share with you about Jesus, and we'd like to join you in prayer as you begin your journey of faith. One thing we'd encourage you in right away is to find a local church in which to get involved. If you are in the Coolidge, Arizona area, we would be thrilled to have you join us here at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Come join us for a time of worship and studying verse by verse through the Bible. You can find our weekly service times, church address, and directions through our website at gracetothehearers.com. You'll also be able to read more about Pastor Eric, our church family, and what we believe. That website again is gracetothehearers.com. That's all the time we have for today on Grace to the Hearers. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope you'll continue to be blessed throughout your day. Tune in again as Pastor Eric continues teaching through the book of John, right here on Grace to the Hearers.